Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I particularly want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash fsfilms uh, and our $20 tier supporters there, Drevy and Alexander Smith, Bates, Cat, Waterflame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much uh, as we do already. So thank you very much for all your support over the years. Uh, and if you're watching live, uh, please be sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. I fucked it up already. Uh, to Grand Terra Shadowfront. The Final Days. I'm John Orson Saku, your Game Master for the evening, and uh, this household has already sent at least 30 coat hangers to the uh, uh, to Supreme Court justices, um, particularly Brett Kavanaugh, because I know he'll cry about it. Uh, and uh, with me this week is Jack. Hey everybody, this is Jack speaking to you across the internet right now. I play Ghent. Minar, the half-elf spellslinger. And, yeah. Fuck the Supreme Court right about now. Most of them. And Cody? Um, Cody, I'm playing Ithram Valar, Hobgoblin War Wizard. And Jeremy? Hello, my name is Jeremy. I am playing Sin, uh, a warlock, uh, changeling, um, other descriptors. And William? Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Valdas Stonebeard, the Dwarven Samurai. I almost said vampire. The Dwarven Vampire. Hell yeah. We call them them Dwarfires. Look, I know I wasn't paying attention last week when I was watching, but apparently I really missed something. (laughs) And Holly? Hi, I'm Holly. I'm playing Vespia, the Tiefling Channeler. And Craig? Hi, I'm playing uh, Grumman Bellmender, the way of the Drunken Master Monk. And Mara? Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a Ladrin Druid of the Circle of the Grim Harvest. And Nikki? Hi, it's me, Nikki. I'll be playing Scuzzmo T. Buckets, your ghosty boy rogue, and uh, fuck the Supreme Court as a uterus haver. They can get the fuck out of my reproductive rights. Sorry, excuse me. I have opinions. <laughs> what? People on this show having opinions? Opinions? What? <laughs> as always, Black Lives Matter, transfers human rights. Um, and when last we the rich. Off, with, yes, with butter. Um, butter! <laughs> when last we left off uh, uh, John anyways. has the, the spinning, <laughs> spinning disc right now <laughs> that, would, that, rainbow wheel. that would have been my entirety of the, my recap however it's been requested that it would actual recap so uh, last time on Dragon Ball Z uh, the Steelhearts uh stayed in a comfortable cottage uh, produced by Vespia, who just happened to have a cottage chest on her. Um, many compliments were given to Vespia's chest. Um, yeah, what's that? 
Uh, there were muffins inside, which people were able to eat, which fed you, or at least fed eight of you uh, enough food to last you for a whole day. Um, and conversations were had. Some conversations about Titania's Reaper spirit. Uh, some conversations about uh, what to do next. People were healed. Uh, and it was determined that uh, the next destination would be to a lichyard in the north of Isfeld. Um, Valdeth, uh, mysteriously indicating that uh, there was something there that she needed to see, and not elaborating on it too much, except to Titania. Um, for the most part, for the, for, uh, for the rest of the evening, mostly, it was just resting and recovering and identifying, as Ithram identified a whole horde of magical artifacts dropped by the uh, by the loot goblin known as the Mage King Kestrel. Um, almost all of which Ithram is currently wearing and attuned to. Uh, because the armor, the gear dropped by the Mage King Kestrel attunes as a gear set, basically. Uh, and so long as you are attuning to all of it, it all takes up one attunement slot, and then not counting the spell blade uh, and the staff that the Mage King had. Oddly, um, Ithram didn't want to attune to the cursed book, uh, spell book that, that uh, Kestrel had been using. It was empty. I bought it real hard. <laughs> it, was, it was empty. But I mean, you could you could fill it so up really easy just that. by fighting a bunch of spellcasters. Yeah. Oh, fight me, fight me! Then you could finally get the spell prestidigitation. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, an, it's a it's a reaction I, to actually capture the spell. It's automatic. <laughs> um, but the uh, party then sort of tried to figure out what they wanted to do with the. Uh, lantern that had been that in which had been sealed the dread titan Midiri, uh eventually deciding that they did not want to use magical means to tamper with it for fear that it might open uh definitely didn't want to open it um and in general uh spent a long night watching over it before taking it to a cliffside in the morning and burying it in stone because they didn't want to throw it over the edge uh of the cliff into the water so that the aboleths could have it. Um, but at this point, the adventuring party has buried the lantern, uh, sequestering it to the point where it cannot be seen. So it's or de invisible. Or detected magically. Yeah, or detected magically. So it's invisible and encased in stone. And they put their backs to the forgotten kingdom on the plateau that Kestrel once guarded that seems entirely devoid of life and turn northward towards an a long-abandoned lichyard where Valdeth seems to expect to find something interesting. Interesting so we, is certainly a word. So we Horrible pick up, is another one. We pick up on the edge of a cliff overlooking a pretty nasty fall into raging waters below. Okay, are we ready? Aye, let's get moving. All right. Yes, yes absolutely. I cast Wind Walk. Missed. All right, you cast Wind Walk, targeting everyone. Oh, uh, before I forget, those of you watching, uh, I uh, Ilana will not be joining us. Um, 
they that uh, their system they're actually moving uh so they won't be joining us for a while uh we wish them luck in their move and when they get back uh their spot will be waiting for them so um if we can we can move two squares in eight hours with the wind walk yeah yes yeah so we'll end up right about there Gent's gonna take point and try and scout ahead as we go all right so you turn to mist and fly can you target everybody with, with, with one walk? Yeah, up to ten willing creatures. Hey, there happens to be nine of you. Um, unless anybody... Oh, and one pet. So exactly ten. <laughs> Though assuming that Ithram's familiar, can just go into a pocket dimension. Yeah, he'd yeah, be in a pocket yeah. dimension before. So you all turn to... You, you, you all turn into mist? <laughs> Lie. Uh, Gent does his best to scout ahead. Go ahead and give me perception checks. Uh, mm, you don't okay. have advantage because your goggles are also missed. Okay. Mm. It's a 13 to start with. Mm. So as you're heading north towards Lichard, the first thing you notice is the... It's, it's getting close to difficult to see um, because... You, you you all recall that there had been a blizzard last night while you were indoors. As you're heading further north, you're encountering more and more heavy snow and weather. And only a few hours into your trip, so about two hours, you've, you've, you've crossed that small gulf and have back into Isfeld, and you are beginning to lose sight of each other as the snowfall and the weather begins to pick up as uh, some sort of snowstorm is forming around the area you're at. In addition to mm, losing okay. sight of each other, or, or potentially losing sight of each other, depending on what you do, you've also noticed that you seem to have slowed down as your mist forms are getting colder and colder. And you're not feeling the cold yourselves, but you are, it's, it's almost like you're beginning to have to move more sluggishly through the snowstorm. We, we can't speak, but we can use our telepathic link, right? What telepathic link? Do, do we have, did we get telepathic link? Is that still active? I mean, I can telepathically talk to y'all, but one at a time, and... Oh, I thought that was a Steelheart thing for some reason. No, no that, that was a spell that... Was... that uh... Ithram had cast. I, was hey, Ithram cast it. I don't know if he. I don't know if he re-upped it this morning. He okay, I got it. Uh, it only lasts for an hour or so. All right. Okay, so we can't communicate with each other. Not the I can no. translate through everybody if need be. Yeah, yeah. But I will actually reach out to. Let's say. Let's start with. I don't want to start with Velda. The uh, your te- your telepathy does it. Require line of sight? Do we not see the wind that we are? I just said it's getting difficult to see each other. I just wanted to check and see if that ability is line of sight. I believe it's line of sight specific. So I need me a perception check to see if you can pick out Valdeth or whoever you're looking at. Oh, good. I'm not terrible at these. Believe it. That was sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. So... Roll me a D9. (coughs) 
making me type things. <laughs> okay. What's your message that you're trying to send to Valdeth? Um, this is starting to get concerning. Thoughts? Grumman, do you hear that? Okay. Yeah, I feel like you just picked Grumman no matter who what I roll. Oh, no. No, no, no. Grumman was six. <laughs> um... <laughs> Grummet was six, Titania was, Titania was seven, Scuzz was eight, and you don't know who nine was. And what what was the direct uh, message? Whatever I just said, I literally don't this remember. Is getting con- this is getting okay, concerning okay. thoughts. Um, um, I think we ought to try to, to, to round each other up. I've been trying to talk to everybody, but then I realized you don't have a mouth, and then I don't have ears... So I think it's kind of problematic. Which I'm, one I, are you? About three words into that, I'm looking for a different, a different guts to win. <laughs> Since <laughs> Gent was scouting, yeah. as soon as ability starts to decrease, can he just find whoever's closest to him? Yeah. I was still listening. I was just yeah. looking for a different yeah. guts to win. Go ahead uh, and roll me a d8 this time. Do you, do, do you respond in any way to which one are you? <laughs> Do you want Gent to roll you the D8, or... No, this is, uh... Sin. Uh, okay. Sin. Um... Sin decides in a moment of, of, of remarkable restraint to not say... to not respond to the who are you, because if they did respond, it would 100% be something like the lich of this area, or something like that. No, 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 no. He didn't. He didn't say. He said, "Which one are you? Like, which yes. cloud are you?" He. I think you. Oh, okay. That one over there. Do I have a there? There's no spatial sense along with this telepathy, right? No. Uh, so, what's your message? Uh, what's your next message, Sin? Just going to keep repeating that until it okay. hits the right first. Valdath, you hear it this time. Okay. I. We should put down and get shelter. Try and send that to everyone. I'll try. It is it is not easy to not everybody is easy to see right now. Aye, but we need to get down on the ground before we actually lose everyone. I'll try to pass it along. And hopefully the ones who I don't reach will notice us all descending. Yeah, you're able to you're able to pass the message along to everyone. Okay. Uh, Gant, was okay. there anything you were trying to do with the one that you were getting closer to? He was trying to get visual arrangement on them, and then he's just going <laughs> heavy weather. Stay the... close, right? Yeah. yeah. And then mm-hmm. you get the message from Sin. So okay. Mm. All right. Yes. Seems the weather's getting rather difficult. Mm. What's the plan? Like more mm. than weather. That would be my guess. Oh, uh, we are descending. Excellent. Together, as a group. So, does anyone not descend down to the ground and begin to reform? Who sneaks I'm, off? I'm condensing. Um, I have a question. Does this seem like... Basically, I'm wondering if I can change this with change weather, or if this is going to be a weird magical effect that I can't override. You don't know. Can I tell? At the moment, it just seems I'm... like natural weather. Okay. I'm gonna... I'm going to start doing control weather. Gent's going to do a few loops, and if he sees everybody else down on the ground, he'll join. Right, so you all condense down, and as you condense down and (coughs) reform, uh, 
immediately you all can tell that this is significantly below freezing. And you get a sense that the reason why you were getting, why, why it was getting difficult to move in your cloud form is because you were being cooled down by the air around you to the point of being sluggish. Effectively, snowstorms of this caliber are difficult terrain for your mist forms. Okay. Science stuff, whatever. <clears throat> also difficult terrain for your physical forms, but, you know. <laughs> oh, that's cold. It takes me ten minutes to cast this thing. Um... But I start doing that. <laughs> Alright. So Tatani um, is doing something. Can someone get us some shelter quickly? Uh, Any spellcasters? I, I still have shooter. my chest we could use. That would certainly be helpful. Great. Trying to get the weather under control. Um, could you do it from inside or do you need to be outside for it? Uh, it's an outside thing. But it'll be done. Soon. John is the make, area. Make me, uh, make me a. Uh, do you, uh, Titania, do you have any resistance to cold right now? Yes. Yeah. Okay, cool. I set the staff. Make me a Constitution saving throw with advantage. Okay. All right, Nikki. Uh, is everything obscured by mist that we are in right now, or do we see anything within at least like five or ten feet of us? It's hard to see things next to you right now. You're in the middle of a snowstorm. Like just snowstorm, not mist. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You, you all, you, you were all mist, but you're in a snowstorm. The blizzard, the blizzard that was, the blizzard that was outside went north, and we just flew into it. Mm. Um. So with a sixteen, you are able to continue casting for the moment. Uh, Titania, you can tell even with your cult resistance, the a blizzard this bad is going to be constantly testing your concentration um, until you finish casting. So it's going to be a constitution saving throw every round. Okay. So Uh, that you can continue save it. For ten minutes, that's going to be literally a hundred constitution saves. There is no point in trying at that point. No. That sounds exhausting. I haven't heard John say don't roll, so... You can do it. You can try. You ha- And you have advantage. Because you have cold resistance, you do have advantage on the checks. So. It, and if you there... made a fire, it might help. Yeah. yeah. If you had cold immunity, you wouldn't have to make the checks. What's the DC? Uh, DC 10. Yeah, I failed. One, two, three, four in. No, three. No, one in. Never mind. I've only got a plus two. Can, can we make a wind break or light a fire or anything that would help? If you, you want to try, yeah. Uh, Vespia has her chest out. Are you, are you asking <laughs> for Yeah, but Vespia will That seems like a really bad <laughs> idea in the middle of a blizzard. I'm just saying. Uh, hang on. Um, let me look at the chest real quick. Say goodbye for your nipples. <laughs> Hang on. Vespia, don't, don't uh, hold your chest out in this cold. Control, control You'll be weather able to cut requires diamonds. you to be outside yes. while casting yeah. the spell, so it's not like that would help to Tanya anyway. Let me take a look at, at Holly's chest. Morgan does take the opportunity, since nobody can see anything, to, 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 to shift into Mara. Right. To who? 
Merith. Uh, the person that you first met. Got it. Okay. The persona that you first met. So this is the cold I... weather persona. Question, John. <laughs> yes. Would I, if I stayed outside next to uh, to Tanya, uh, would I be able to use shape water to basically still the the snow around her, so that basically all she's dealing with is the wind and not like any biting oh, any of the wait, snow or anything on. like that? Hang on, I have I have a plan too answer that question, but I think I'm good. Um, because there's most of what's going to be pestering her, like the the snow and I'm guessing sleep or something like that. Yeah, I'll say that uh, you, I'll say with uh, the way shape water is described, yeah, you could use an action to shape water and uh, uh, protect Titania. You'll be making concentration checks, uh, constitution checks against the cold, though. Uh, Unless you have something that gives you cold resistance as well. Uh, fire shield out of the incinerator staff. How long does that last? Um, it lasts, I believe, an hour. I was literally just looking at it, and then I closed. Nice. Uh, I could also just... Well, and shape water is a cantrip that takes an action. It doesn't require concentration. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, the const- yeah, it's for the check cold. is against the cold, not the not concentrating on the spell. Yes, it's do not so freeze to death. Ithram doesn't freeze to death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I All yeah, right. I have cold weather clothes, but yeah, and it lasts ten minutes. Uh, and yeah, the there's no there's no long rest or anything on the chest. So yeah, you can open it up uh, anytime. You can open it up as many times as you want, Holly. And she does. <laughs> yeah, behind the scene, the cottage pops back into being. Um. Yeah. So yeah, you can you can cast fire yeah, shield fun. on yourself, and and if you're using shape water, Titania will not have to make any constitution check uh, saving throws. Yeah, I'll I'll cast fire shield on myself through the staff. Uh, kind of just stick it in next to me, and uh, just bakes basically acts like a just a warm torch nearby. Space heater. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> a patio space heater. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, what does it look like as you're as you're as you're maintaining this fire shield on yourself and deflecting all of this snow and cold weather away from Titania? Uh, he's literally just holding a hand out, and every once, uh, yeah, there's a, a brief burst of magic as you can see, like the momentum that all the sleet and snow has, and then it just like just looks like a a still area around her. Yeah, so just all the all so the, like lightly all the falling snow. snow. Just... Just yeah, immediately like... changes momentum instantly in this dome around Tanya. Mm-hmm. And you're just holding your hand out. There's just the, that crackle of sort of red lightning that is your typical spell casting affinity. Yeah, just a protecting. light arc every once in a while. Yeah. All right. So they're doing that. Vespia has opened the cottage. Uh, everyone else, are you getting into Vespia's chest? Fuck yes. 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 Um, Grum- Grumman will stay outside and watch the two casters. Okay. Watch over them. So you have resistance to cold, right? Um, I am immune to the effects of extreme cold. You're good then. Ollie, this is a very silly question. Is there a kitchen inside there the is. cottage? There is. Great. Ah, Vespia, what a nice rack. <laughs> She'll wink. That's Gus. For the reminder, uh, the cottage is a wooden two-story building that's 40 feet wide and 65 feet long. Inside is a kitchen, a dining room, and a large parlor with an ever-burning fire in its hearth. 
A curling stairway leads to the second floor, which has four bedrooms, equipped with furniture you'd find in a modest, respectable inn. The first floor has six windows, and each bedroom on the second floor has one. When activated, the cottage has a small door on the side facing you. Da -da -da -da. Uh, the cottage's kitchen is filled with magical utensils that automatically stir, measure, and heat all manner of cuisine. Any check made with cook's utensils within the cottage has advantage on the roll. Uh, and when left to its own devices, the cottage magically produces an array of baked goods for up to eight creatures when the cottage appears for the first time each day, and again each dawn until it's dismissed. Uh... So yeah, so there's another uh, batch of baked goods there. Um, eating the food Hell within yeah. the cottage provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. So, there are eight more selections of baked goods on in the kitchen, as those of you that go inside, go inside. Does crab ragu count as a baked item? No. Damn it. <laughs> Someone sent me a TikTok earlier. No. He'll go for a cupcake. Grumman, Grumman made Scuzz uh, so. seafood chowder last night, though. Because he, uh, that's he's right. To, he's just like, he's, he's just so. still wants it. He's trying so. to use, uh, find things with the most butter possible. So Scuzz, so Scuzz first goes into Vespia's chest and then dives straight into her cakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Head first. You're having way too much fun with this one. <laughs> yes. You expected anything less. <laughs> I now know why he gave me this item. <laughs> I didn't mean it for that, but it ended up being good. Uh, we are how you'd be playing, how you'd be characterizing your character. So, everyone else is inside. Yep. yep. All right. All right. Yep. I'll doing anything for the next ten minutes while Titania is focusing on casting spell, eating, making sure his firearms are still functional. Uh, give me a Tinker's Tools check with uh, with either Wisdom or Intelligence. Uh, Val Valdeth will grab a baked good for herself and then grab two more, one for Titania and one for Ithin, because they will probably need it after they are done doing that. I'm not going to all the baked goods. This guy's uh, with a mouthful of baked goods. With a 21? Um, you, you, these Both of your firearms are magical. They are completely unaffected. Excellent, good. <laughs> One of them isn't even a firearm unless you will it to be. Yeah, one of them is a piece of bone. It's gonna fit right in. <laughs> it's gonna fit right in in the bone zone. Uh, Grumman. Who? Grumman's still outside. Oh, you're still outside, then never mind. Go ahead, Jeremy. So, do we have any preparation for the what I consider the very likelihood that this is not natural? And that control weather will not help? We'll have to figure it out, but... We've, I had, we've, had to, we've had to wander through harsh conditions for on foot before. Indeed. I'm not... I'm the, just... There's absolutely no reason to continue on on foot, even if it's going to be just as difficult traversing this under our own muscular power than it would be while mist in the air, and mist in the air, even at slow speeds, is much faster than our yeah. than our walking we'll just, we, we just want to stick close to the ground so we can't lose each other. That's my concern. My concern is the faster we go, the more likely we are to slightly split off, and if visibility becomes even worse, it doesn't matter if we're five feet apart, we won't see each other. And somebody will get lost eventually. I'd Understood. I don't see how that's going to be any different on the ground. If visibility is such that we can't see each other in the air, 
we certainly won't be able to see each other on the ground because you're going to have far less visibility close to the ground with drifting whiteouts, that sort of thing. When you get lost on the ground and realize that you're lost, you can shout out. That is fair. Hmm. Oh, I have I have something that I don't mind handing out to my friends. Um, Scuzz is going to pull out one of his daggers uh, and do, do the open lock thing in the air, and it pops open. He pulls out uh, a bag of candy that's not the one that Grum gave him, uh, and this bag seems to glow, and he's like, I will give one of you one of these. Uh, I can give everybody one. To what um, end? Uh, he pulls it out, and the inside is like a little gumdrop, but it glows. It's like a bright, sunshiny glow. And he's like, um, I ate one by accident, and I glowed for like uh, a while. An action. Um, it's it's called a bag of sun drops. I, oh, it lasts for ten minutes. Yeah, but if you drop one, it makes like a giant sunbeam just shoot straight up, and it lasts for like a while. So if one of us gets lost, it's like a like a giant beacon that could be seen in the snow. Potentially, the light is sunlight. Yeah, it lasts until the start of your next turn. Mm-hmm. I don't relish the idea of trudging our way through this, but from a sticking together and not getting lost perspective. It is legitimately safer, other than, you know, being attacked by rampaging beasts stalking the snow and the light, if we are on the ground and can speak. Well, if we're lucky, then we won't have to worry about it, because this is just a natural snowstorm blowing north, and Titania will be able to clear it. When has luck ever helped us? Uh, I I completely agree. However, there's a first time for everything. Could also use a rope. If we're physical, yes. Lashing together lashing together with a rope would be by far the most sensible approach. If not, it's possible that this room could link all of our minds together again. This is true. And then we could at least have communications, regular most. check-ins, that sort of thing. Most. All but one. Right. But in in that particular case... You've got the innate tele tele As long as power. I can stay close enough to see you, yes. Yes. And that's a, that's fine with me. Which, until Titania clears up the snowstorm, is uh, really difficult if we're too far away. Yes. Close enough now. to see is close enough to snuggle. <gasps> that's right. I do love a good snuggle. Uh, I got nothing else. So it's like I got I got right. snowdrops, I got sundrops, I got rope. So ten minutes passed. Tanya, yep. you ca- finish casting your spell. Mm-hmm. Uh you can so uh I'm assuming we're at Arctic Cold, I would like it to just get down to regular. <laughs> Alright, well so the way it works, uh yep. is that every time you cast when you cast a spell, uh you can change you can change uh Precipitation, temperature, and wind. Yep. It then takes a d4 times 10 minutes for the new conditions to take effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then once they do, you can change them again. You can only change them one stage at a time. So yep. right now, you are at stage 6 on temperature, stage 5 on wind, and stage 5 on precipitation. 
Okay, yep. I would like to bring them all down by one. And it also says I can change the direction of the wind. You can. I would like it to push us when we're missed forward toward our destination. Okay, so you want the wind at your backs? Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, so the direction of the wind does change, or, or begins to change. Go ahead and roll me a d4. Yeah. In 40 minutes. Yep. You have a reminder, you have concentration on this for 8 hours. In uh-huh. 40 minutes, you'll be able to change the you'll be able to change the the uh situation again. Mhm. It will take 40 minutes for the currently deadly blizzard outside to be reduced to simply a uh cold snowstorm. So, I mean, windwalk also lasts for 8 hours. Yeah. So, if we, we if we burn an hour or two doing this, we won't get the full distance of Windwalk, but we'll just we'll still end up like around here ish by the end yeah. of it, which is still much further. That's significant. And as far as I'm reading it, it does travel. Well, like- and you've already traveled two hours of the uh, Windwalk, so yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Thanks, Ezra. No problem. It seems to be taking effect. Currently, still a vicious snowstorm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was too quiet to be heard, Mara. Maybe. I mean, the other option is I could turn into something big that doesn't really feel the cold and try and, like, carry you all, but... Titania turns into a woolly mammoth. Or a white dragon. There are. Or, <laughs> well, you, have to con- Elsa. you have to concentrate on shape change. Yes, I do. Or it's just changed into I Elsa. I have to concentrate on this, too. Yeah, so you wouldn't be able to shape change while also... But you no, could turn yeah. into a, a large furry beast with yes. just wild yeah, shape. Yeah, but that that's using a whole bunch of, like, that was my... I have used several high-level spells at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's why I say wild I, shape I, into a large furry beast rather than trying to cast another spell. Yeah, I can't get as big that way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you adjourn to the cottage? Yes, let's return. Uh, Titan, you can't, can't do that. Right, Titania can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you must oh, be the moving to a place done. where you don't have a clear path to the sky ends the spell early. Oh, that's mm-hmm. fair. You have to be outside. Can, can, can I construct Aww. something like a windbreak? That would at least let Ithram go inside. Um, do you have the tools to do so? I have all kinds of tools. Um, I, I mean, can I, I mean, how how thick is the um is the snow here? Could I just start start cutting and stacking snow or ice blocks? Um, the snow isn't particularly thick here, mostly because it's being blasted away by the wind. Mm-hmm. Um, and being whipped up into the air. So it's, it's like, it's, it's definitely like ankle deep. Um, but it's not getting any deeper than that because it's constantly being kicked back up. So, so all you have to do is be able to see the sky? Yes. Um, hang on. Let me double check. Oh, she needs a, she needs a clear path to the sky. Right. So there can't be any solid objects in the There can't be anything over her head. Well, yeah, that's what, but, well, no, so that's uh, what I'm wondering. To be clear, so a you... clear path to the sky does not say straight up. If you open a window, yeah, she can be inside. 
Right. Or just like stand inside the door, or, or or I could set up the tuber, and you could just sit at the bottom of the 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 ladder. Also, it was just returning to let everybody know that the spell has been cast. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, theoretically, yeah, Titania could stand in the doorway as long as she's still got a clear line of sight to the sky. Or again, leave the door open, open a window, or just open a window and Titania hop in. the The <clears> magical <throat> warmth of inside the cottage is immediate. It doesn't care if the door is open or not. Yeah, so Titania can just hop in a window or stand in the doorway. Okay, as oh, long as she, she's as long as that won't break the spell. Then it won't. She'll... You clear. A, so the only way you would have a you would not have a clear path to the sky is if there were no windows and the door was closed. Okay. Can, because can so long be... as you can see the sky, the sky is not just above you; it is to the horizon. So long as you can see the sky. Now, granted, obviously visibility is a lot is a lot harder here, so you need to be a little bit closer to the outdoors than you would be otherwise. But yeah, I, feel like she, I feel like if she was standing like in the center of the cottage, she would have lost a path yeah, to the sky. But like, uh, uh, control weather is commonly cast from like inside captains' cabins on ships. It's because you can yeah. see the sky from inside the cabin. Can can this be that trope where Grummond is just standing there and just sort of looking around, trying to figure out how to make ice blocks, and just sort of muttering into himself and going, "Well, this would be a lot easier if you could just do it from inside, looking out the window, wouldn't it?" And like Ithram and Titania are like, "Son of a bitch." <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I walk back to the cottage. Again, that was too quiet to be heard, Mara. Oh, yes. I adjourn. You adjourn to the cottage. Yes. All right. So the door opens. Tanya comes in, situates herself around a window. You're not still casting now. You just have to concentrate, basically, on it. Yeah. Get some sheets. keeping an eye on it, I think, pretty continuously, because she is also concerned that this is, is magical and is not going to work. Put some blankets around Titania. Mm-hmm. You do have an idea of how you, you you do have an idea of how long it'll take for the weather to change. Again, that was too quiet to be heard. I think in like forty minutes or something. Um, it's working. Excellent. Where where is your All microphone, right. at, Mara? Because it keeps it's happening. Right here. Ah, uh, uh. I can put it like right here, but then it's right in front of the camera, and I don't like that. Oh, <laughs> What's wrong with right in front of the camera? <laughs> I don't like that. So, plan is wait till the uh, weather calms somewhat, and then resume our progress. I think so. I, I think good. I think just two steps would be enough for us to get going again because you'll get it from cold to cool and then rain to overcast and then gale to strong wind. I've changed the direction, so it'll be it'll be pushing us forward. That's helpful. All right. So, is there anything anyone wants to do over the next forty minutes? I mean, Valdeth will give Titania and Ithrim the 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 baked goods she saved for them. And Gen's gonna pull out a dice set and see if anybody wants to play a game past the time. Me! Sure, yeah. I'll let them play. 
Hopefully. <laughs> Gambling. <Excellent. I'm> in. <laughs> yeah. Are you playing for actual money or just to play? Just to play. Okay. I mean, unless somebody else suggests money. Valeth will just play. Everyone playing, give me a D100 roll. Can I use my dice set with uh, <coughs> that I'm proficient in in place of a D100 <laughs> roll? I mean... Because I feel like having a proficiency in the tool is better than just <laughs> random chance. Hey! You. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were and if you were playing for money, I would let you use your relevant skill. Okay. <laughs> this guy doesn't actually say that. Scuzz is like, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, a big number. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Just check and see. I don't know. If high or low is good. I have <laughs> exactly. to check spell chat. I have to check some spells. This is going to be so. This is going to be the determining factor because if Jeremy rolls high, then obviously that's bad. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> not inaccurate. Um. All right. Yeah. No. Um, you don't know what I'm choosing these for, or if they're all for the same thing. This is to determine if we get enough that are really high. The Tarask shows up. <laughs> oh, goody! I'm excited. How many, how many skeletons are in the boneyard? Mm-hmm. All of them, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so Scuzz has to fight 93, Grummond has to fight 99. 99, dead guys! <laughs> Jack's fine. Jack uh, Gant only has to fight four. I only have to fight four Tarasks. Excellent. So, the, uh, the game that you're playing is, the game that you're playing is a very, very quick um, basically, it's it's very very quick, basic um, counting with dice, um, kind of like poker um, or blackjack, um, which are two very different games. I know, but is it, is it a doing great job? <laughs> That's not mean, is, is it literally dice poker? Yeah, dice poker is a thing. Um, yeah, sure, we'll say that. Um. Okay. It's a very quick game, one that results in wins and losses very rapidly and sometimes draws. Um, the majority of the time, Grummond and Scuzz lose. This is great. <laughs> the majority of the time, Gint wins. Valdeth and, Valdeth and Sin sort of hold their own around the middle. Drummond is just having a great time. Scuzz cannot read anyone's faces to save his life. <laughs> I appreciate that Veldith, who was 15 off from, from, from the lowest roll, but almost 50 off from me, is in the middle with me. <laughs> You're both between 10 and 90. No, no, legit, legit. <laughs> absolutely fair. <laughs> But, uh, All right. Well, <laughs> next time we go to a town that's based around gambling, Grummond, Scuzz. Oh yeah, we can abs. You're going shot to be them. our shills. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> and then we have you, the rich boy that comes in with pockets that he's definitely like got too much money, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to be the easy one." And then you just scam them. You scam them out of their pants. <laughs> that's what that's what happens, right? Every time you go into a gambling hall, you. 
Gint you can scan down your pants. Kind of <laughs> looks to see what sort of pants Scuzz is wearing at the moment. <laughs> He's wearing pants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you seem to be doing all right for yourself. Back I mean... I'm glad they're still on. <laughs> should we go to a town where... Aren't we all? ...in the case, that's just where you cheat. So... Gets like, As... wait, you weren't? <laughs> no. The... As as entertaining as games of chance are, I prefer them with a little bit more of a, this is my mother talking in me a little bit more of a political lean. So I'm more fond of games like Liar's Dice. I like Goldfish. It's just Liars nice to sit dice. down out of the weather, spend a little time together. So by what the was end that, of what it, was that Jeremy said? Uh, I just said was a green Liar's Dice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like dice, not dice. Darts. I like darts. <laughs> Towards the end of the. 40 minute dice game. You all you all noticed there is a not drastic but distinct drop in the wind speed uh, and the amount of snow coming down outside. It has now gone from uh, arc, dead of winter arctic blizzard to uh, a snowstorm anywhere else. I think give it give it one more change and we'll be good to take off. Great work, Titania. Looking quite nice out there. Thanks. Um, do I think, like uh, stepping outside for a moment to gauge? Um, is this going to be enough the way it is for us to move unencumbered, or it's still going to be diff- so? In this particular uh, weather pattern, it's going to be difficult terrain for your physical forms. Um, huh. It's not going to be difficult terrain for your mist forms. It seems okay, like so we only could go that now. most only that most severe level of cold is where it begins begins to get difficult for your misforms. Yeah, I think we can move. All right, let's get going then. At eight. Do you want to hold it at this temperature or drop it again? Um. I mean, technically, you can drop it again, and we can just get going, and it'll change over time. Yeah, I think we'll do that. We'll do after after waiting for about half an hour. Uh, the last ten minutes, Ethram will, will ritual cast the telepathic bond on um, everybody but Sin. Cool. All right. So we have so, that for the first hour of travel. You're at... You have spent the majority of three hours so far of your wind walk. Because ten minutes to cast a spell, forty minutes waiting for the weather to change, ten minutes left on the hour. Um, which leaves you with five hours left on your wind walk. We've only we've only wasted about an hour of wind walk, though. And to give you an idea, we're moving you're, for the other two. Yeah, to give you an idea of where you're at, you are about here-ish. Other side of the little bay, there maybe or something. Right there, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's where your so, current five-hour progression is going to be beginning from. Yeah, so we won't, we won't make it all the way to the other end of the square. We'll probably make it, like, here-ish by the time we yeah. finish. Yeah, right around there. <clears throat> so, you all step out. Uh, Vessia packs her chest back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you missed form and go. Tucks her chest away. Uh, uh, Titani, you want to roll another d4 for how long yeah. it takes the weather to decrease the step? Yep, go ahead and roll me another d4. Three. So 30 so, minutes later. Yeah, roll. 30 minutes. As we're moving. Uh, how far down are you going to want to drop it? Um, 
Just... I think mild, like like that second step is fine. That then it just becomes like a nice, cool, overcast day. Well, it was it was at like Arctic cold, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, it was it was co- it was Arctic cold to cold, torrential yeah. rain to rain, and storm and storm to gale. So one more step would be strong wind, cool, and overcast. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. And given that this is control weather and not control climate, you're unlikely to do too much lasting damage to the ecosystem. <laughs> no, but the warmer you make it, the hell it's gonna the the worse it's gonna be at the end of that eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> Temperature Look, shock is a thing. Yep. I've said it to unbearable heat, and the spell no, ends. No, I don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> <laughs> and suddenly you get weather whiplash. It's amazing. Go from heat, go from uh, go from boiling sun to torrential Arctic blizzard in forty minutes. <laughs> I'm sure that'll do wondrous things. <laughs> Especially because if you've got it up to blistering sun, you have evaporated a large amount of that moisture that is now liquid and added it to the atmosphere. Um, but you continue on. Uh, by the time your wind walk runs out. You have, over the course of the windwalk, you've noticed that there's not a lot of differential in the terrain here. Mm-hmm. It is mostly rocky, snow-covered, cold. Um, even with the lessened, with the lessened snow, the visibility is not great. Um, it's getting better as you, as the weather adjusts back down to just overcast. Um, but there's just, not a lot here. You see the occasional sign of animal life, um, and the occasional sign of some form of civilization at some point. There's some ruins sticking up out of the snow, um, but nothing like the other extreme north that you've been to, over where the hive of ruin is. Um, unlike that, there's just nothing out here. And eventually, you land. You reform. You still got uh, three hours, or no? You still got um, two hours on control. Yeah, two, two hours on control weather. Okay. Let's put the cottage up and get in. They get settled in for the night because that blizzard's going to come back very quickly. Sophia will take out her chest again. Open it back up. To the delight and amazement of all. Um, mm-hmm. I have a question. Do we mm-hmm. know how big this blizzard... Because we, we... I'm trying to remember when we came kind of in. Do do we know, like, basically how long it took for the storm system to, pat, to pass our, over us last night? No, none of you were alone. None of you were awake long enough okay. to get that full really sense of time. Storm system. All yeah. right, never mind. We don't. We don't know how. We don't know how thick this storm is. Yep. Okay. You also don't know if it just spawned on top of where you were at and started moving, or if it was passing through you. Mm-hmm. Yep. We don't know how many seas this storm has. Okay. We could keep moving a little bit further. I've got two hours. I 
us. Don't want to push it. I think if we get the weather down in control a bit tomorrow, we can just wind walk the rest of the way. Okay. Well, the other question on that would be, to my mind, do we want Titania to burn that many of her resources when we're getting ready to walk into a hive of undead, potentially? Or are we planning to camp on the outskirts of the boneyard before? I think we'll, actually... I think we'll I think we'll get a look and try not to attract any attention and back off if there's if there's obvious activity and rest before we go in. All right. I think scoping it out would be better before we decide where we're going to rest. We don't even know if there's going to be a safe spot to post up. That's reasonable as well. Fair enough. If there is a safe spot, I prefer to go in fully rested. But uh, maybe the sort of thing where we want to land running. I can also change us into... There were animals and stuff. I have seen some things that are adapted to this area. I could change us into... I think I can get all of us. Hang on, let me check the spell, because... Giant group, damn. Oh, animal shapes? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of that sort of thing, though, uh, while you're preparing that, Titania, I'm going to go have a look around and see if there's anything in the immediate area that we need to be concerned about. Okay. In like an hour, I'm going to start letting it go so it doesn't, the storm doesn't slam into us if it's still there. I'm going to pop Shikar out and he'll sit over on your shoulder and take Shikara with you. Any Excellent. number of willing creatures. That's terrifying. That Any terrifying. number. Damn. Any number. <laughs> you must be real popular or, at Coachella. Uh, 24 <laughs> hours. So. Uh, yeah. Scuzz is going to go I'm with you too. Titania yeah. needs to go to Burning Man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah no. So Gen's going to start by just going outside, climbing it as high as he can on the outside of the cottage, getting a vantage on the initial surrounding area and then if the weather's still fairly calm doing a couple circuits out and around no further than probably a quarter mile away from the cottage okay and scuzz joins you mm-hmm. uh, car takes off and looks around too ready to have a look buckets yeah go and help give me a perception check for shikar scuzz and Gent. visual yes visual 22. Forget. Mm-hmm. 26. Nice. Mm-hmm. Just wanna. Seven. For <laughs> oh, shit, no, God. It's visual, it's visual, so he's got advantage. Okay. 13. 13. There you go. <laughs> yeah. He's looking for mites. Alright, so you're all keeping an eye out. Shikar doesn't find much in the area. Scuzz and Gent, though. As you're on the roof, looking out, taking in your surroundings, you notice that the um, outside of what's a fairly wide now visible radius that has become overcast as opposed to being stormy, um, you see that it's almost like a line where this blizzard immediately starts back up at full force from what it, from what it was before the change weather happened. 
It's sort of very obvious as you're sort of looking at it. Semicircle cut out of that storm. Pretty abrupt boundary. Hmm. It's while you're looking at it that you watch as this, the head of a massive serpent-like entity just flows out of the blizzard into the clear weather area, gently turns and snakes back into the blizzard. As you watch, this is some sort of gargantuan entity that's flying through the blizzard at a very slow pace with storms and lightning crackling off of its hide. Uh, bits and pieces of it seem to be made of this blizzard that it's in as it slips in and out of the core of this thing and then disappears back into the blizzard. Uh, I love it. What can I roll to see if I know what it might be? A nature check. Yay. Not to mean it's under level 18. I can... (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Damn it. Okay. Oh, whoops. Well, it shouldn't have been an advantage, but I got a nine. <laughs> I got a seven. We're just like, that's amazing. Well, that's impressive. Some, some breed of dragon, maybe? You have no idea. It feels very Breath of the Wild, and I love it. Big storm snake dragon thing. All right. Scuzz, do you think that thing's causing the storm, or does it just like it? Mm-hmm. Well, if it, if it, the storm's clinging to it, I don't know. Uh, both? Both? Could be making the storm worse. Which is not a bad thing for it, but a bad thing for us. I do not know. Nikki has no idea what this thing is. Well, so this is all speculation. <laughs> very much so. Uh, well, I believe our efforts at scouting have borne fruit and bears reporting. What do you think? Hmm? Dragons reporting. That yes. there no bears here. Uh, watch as Shikar dives and comes back up with a rat. <laughs> Just <laughs> hell yeah, food for Shikar. Shikar, excuse me, Nikki flubbed that for some reason. All right, oh, well let's uh, let's get back inside and let people know that there's monsters about. Hmm? It could be friendly. We could try talking to it. It could also just like to be fair, Valet doesn't know this, but it could also just be like ambient and neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like like the dragons in Breath of the Wild, they're just like vibing. Just I love them. Comes so back much. inside. So we've got some sort of storm snake dragon thing. Hmm. It was like going in and out of And about the, how far storm. away was that from us, John? Just about five miles. Okay. Alright, to be clear, a storm snake dragon thing. It had Large storms or on small it. Or- it was exceptionally large, about five miles away, coming in and out of the boundary of the storm system. <laughs> Vespia's whole chest could ride on that dragon. <laughs> so sorry. The cottage could fly on that dragon. It was huge. Can any of us make any rolls to see if we can identify that based on description? Yeah, nature checks. Gen will, Gen also, will try and describe as where well is as possible. Drummond during all this? Um, no, nope, yeah. I know about as much as Cuz does. Yeah, I, I think he's just sort of—he's looking out, trying to get a 
trying to get a view of it, I guess. Okay, because um, Shakar will land right in front of Drummond and lay the rat in front of him. <laughs> a present. Like, and nudge it forward. What have you got there? Look at that. Oh, what a clever bird you are. Um, <laughs> do you, you want me to cook it up for you? Are you just shame? It, it, yeah, he acknowledges, I don't know much about owls, but in the affirmative is a familiar, so yeah, he'll, he'll just keep nudging it forward. So, but, but acknowledging the sharing thing? Yeah, yeah, uh, as soon as, after a second, uh, Ethram will turn and say, yes, he wants you to cook it. Oh, fantastic. All right. Um, well, I'll reach down, pick it up, say, thank you, friends. Um, and uh, he says it, he'll share. Um, do you want some now, or do you want to wait for me to uh, make it uh, make it a bit more interesting for you? Uh, he just wants it cooked. <laughs> whenever you, whenever you have the time, right? Of course, of course. Uh, so, is anyone else rolling nature? Sure. I, I think I'm too distracted at the moment. All right. <laughs> I'm having a great conversation. And he'll he'll light up on your shoulder and hang out. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, I have an uh... out of game I have an out of game inkling what this is, but I think the only one who's gonna know is Ithram. So yeah, most of you have no idea. Ithram. You're sort of thinking about the description, thinking about the storm, thinking about what you experienced with the storm. Mm-hmm. And you think about your mother. The Conjuration Wizard. Yeah. Who has told you stories about um, what she refers to as um, she's, she's told you stories about Elder Elementals and how when they get to a certain age they stop obeying the rules of Elementals. These sort of the vaguely, you know, uh, contained forms or anything like that and they just begin to get big mm-hmm. as they embody more and more aspects of whatever elemental plane that they are from those aspects that bleed into the world as extreme weather phenomenon these elementals begin to embody those um and so As far as you can tell, based on that description, this would have to be an elder blizzard of some kind. Some sort of snowstorm or blizzard elemental that has gotten to such a capacity uh, that it has bled into the world in a way that it has become a natural phenomenon. This embodiment of a blizzard in Eastfeld. Okay. It basically so the, found a thin spot to bleed through. Basically, and where it sort of and, and manifested as this dragon-like entity, but also as the storm around it. Which, and they're fairly benign so long as you don't fuck with them? Um, it depends or, on the elemental. It depends on okay, the elemental. Yeah. Like, uh, Elder... Like, um... An elder, elder Inferno would absolutely scorch everything around it. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. An, el- an Elder Inferno or an Elder Volcano would absolutely just decide, you know what, lunchtime. Um, I know these uh, things are called Elders, but they are 
growing rapidly. They stop obeying rules. Are you sure these aren't teenage elementals? <laughs> um, have you the, ever uh, met a seventy-year-old who did who gave any single fucks? Elementals are different. The ones that I know are very, very into rules. <laughs> um, but the uh, but yeah, the like the only way to know it's temperament would be to get closer to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it very definitely can tell that there's something hindering its storm, but didn't come in and destroy you, uh, would seem to indicate that it's probably more of a neutral bent. Um. But yeah, you would you would estimate that to be an elder blizzard of some kind. Okay, yeah. Um, it doesn't want it doesn't want to fuck with us if we don't fuck with it. So long as we don't adversely affect more of the storm in any greater way, it didn't seem agitated when you saw it. Uh, no, it seemed relatively calm. Maybe a little curious, but uh, no, mostly. I mean, it was just vibing. Most natural beings are attracted to boundaries, at least from a wildlife perspective. I don't know if this thing follows those same rules or not. I believe the storm is more of an extension of it itself. Uh, oh, it was. Inquiries. I was wondering. Yes, uh, it is. Sounds like a very old uh, elemental that has bled through into this area. Very, very old. Elementals, if I'm recalling correctly, tend to be like wine, better with age. Hmm? Uh, Yes. Uh, Better in the sense that more established. Mm. Um, All right. Hmm. I... I so let's not a... run into that anytime soon. For those of you that are curious, you have uh, an image of the uh, Alder Blizzard. Where? Well, I can do all sorts of uh, fires and things. Um, yeah, I can do... as well. We think it might know. It'll be in your handouts where... folder in the journal. Oh. The, the Ever Ice? We never, like, Grumman, you didn't know what, like, that or anything. Kept the quaddle. Well, I, I, I know it's from the Everglacier, but I do speak primordial, so I may be able to communicate with it um, if I could get line of sight. This is one of those things that comes to talk to you and starts with, be not afraid. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying, kept the quaddle. That's, Can that's I what pet it looks you? Like to me. I mean, yeah, it is a, it's a, it's sort of a it is a. It would be described as a lung dragon or a winged serpent, one of the two. Which was Quetzalcoatl's winged serpent. Typically, the wings are bigger on Quetzalcoatl, but yeah. yeah. I was legit actually imagining, yeah, like like Haku from the Spirited Away, just with clouds. Where is it? <laughs> oh, there it is. I may not know. Like, <gasps> I love it. That is. It may not recognize the name. It may call it something else, but I have seen these. These are in the Mordekin like... tomb clothes. That's right. If it's possible to ask, I, 
I certainly don't want anyone to go to any uh, to put themselves at risk, but it seems like it might be nice to ask. I personally think we should avoid it entirely as much as possible. Hmm? I am of the same bent. If it comes anywhere near, we might try communication rather than just ignoring it, but let's avoid it if we can. Oh man, can we say hello to Grandpa? Who Definitely are you speaking of? The <laughs> the Elder Blizzard. Right here. No. <laughs> Remember, Scouts, we're not on a sightseeing mission. But not. Although, although technically, the exact purpose of this mission is to see what's going on up here. Yes, but that's a very that's a very pointed investigation of peril, not exactly a leisurely stroll just to see what we can see. And oh, I just would say. For sake, I have put the uh, the Elder Blizzard on screen just for a little bit. If if we can continue travel without it noticing us, while we can keep an eye on it. That would be the best case scenario, but so long as we avoid it, I think that would be the best as well. Okay. An idea. Now we'll say, because I've found. A... Excuse me. Uh, we have someone who's been trying to speak. It's all right. I'm no. I'm mostly just making a joke. But alternate idea. I turn into a Tyrannosaurus Rex and go in for a hug. <laughs> <laughs> but you had those tiny arms. That's why I have to run in. It will understand. <laughs> it's a little, little big for a T-Rex hug. It's gonna no, there is nothing too big for a hug. It's, it's, gar- it's gargantuan. But you can you still can hug. hug it. You can hug Air's rock. Let's be honest. It's, we just become the little spoon, John. Yes. Everyone wants to be the little spoon. <laughs> but you were saying, Grummond? Grummond was saying. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, I, I'm sure it wasn't important. I don't remember what it was. Had it, lost it. All right. Grumman, well, Grumman, we, we'll, do you want to, oh, I'm, I keep interrupting you. No, it's fine. Please we, talk we, about important things. We, we don't have, we don't have long before the storm kicks back in, so we should probably get inside, stay inside, and get ready for resting and moving on in the morning. Uh, you are not coming through again, Mara. Damn it. Okay, it just seems to me that we're... As we're crossing the world, finding all of these things to do what we need to do, we're coming across powerful beings that we can at least make contact with. Mm-hmm. Potentially, but for assistance, I'm. It, it might not have noticed that you know weird demonic stuff is happening way far to the south in places that it's not connected to and doesn't really care about. But maybe it has, and maybe it'll care, and maybe it can help us. I mean, a thing that big that has that sort of magic just vibing in it probably might know about negative energies in the boneyard that too i'm gonna I give you a, i'm gonna give you an approximate size just just because i think it's fun yes please smash <laughs> <laughs> yeah That's... again little spoon 
Mm-hmm. That's the that's the approximate size, as far as you can tell, of the elder blizzard. So that looks like an approximately good hugger. Is that the storm or the entity specifically? The uh, both. Okay. Mm. Is this is this something that uh, we feel like even would care about the affairs of of mortals down below it? What role would that be? Of you know, hey, how how likely is your average? Yeah world-shattering elemental going to give a fuck about this demigod that's trying to, you know, get a pro- promotion. It's a legit question, like, is it is it intelligent, even? Um, I bet it Nature would. or religion check? Uh, you know what, I shouldn't speak. Could I, can I make an argument for Arcana? Since uh, wizard and elementals. Not not in this case, mainly because Arcana would be more uh, the substance of an elemental as opposed to the personality of an elemental. Okay. <gasps> I did it again. 19 on religion. Mm-hmm. 15 on nature. 13 on nature. 23 on religion. There you Hell go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, Love having another smart person around. 15. Hey! I just not learned. There's a difference. Fair enough. <laughs> um. Okay. So, go for the religion vent first. Um. Ghent and Vespia. The, the the way Gint, what you saw in Vespia, what was described, um, is very similar to things that you have both read about before in um, certain cultural uh, uh, aspects of worship. Um, there are various cultures around Gran Terra um, and Vespia in other material planes that mm-hmm. worship beings that seem godlike, like this, like this element, like this elder elemental, um, in which you know functionally are godlike to a certain extent. Um, you know, they're 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 immortal, they control the weather, they shape the world around them. Um and typically those sort of religious beliefs involve uh, sort of give the idea that you are you pray to these beings for protection. Um from the world around you as opposed to from specific entities. They don't tend to be very active directly, and they're not the kind of god that those cultures interface with directly. Um, it's mostly a, that's a big snake in the blizzard. It's probably a god. Let's pray to it so it doesn't eat us. Kind of thing. Um, if, uh, uh, sin, um, scuzz, not Ithram. Um, yeah, Sin and Scuzz. The two of you. Um, elementals tend to be intelligent. until, uh, Except for the very, very small ones. Elementals tend to be intelligent. It's, they tend to be sapient, sentient, thing, uh, sentient creatures that can obey commands, that can, you know, can be bound to commands. Um, elder ones tend to be beyond that sort of control you don't if you summon an elder an, an elder elemental it goes bad for you 
not for the elemental. Um, there's, po- there's certainly a possibility of talking to it. Whether or not it, what, it, what its temperament would be, you can only assume inferring based on its element. Uh, it's probably going to be fairly even or cool-tempered, not likely to get heated very easily, not likely to make uh, rash decisions or jump to conclude or jump to certain judgments. Very likely a methodical individual, as far as you can tell, based on the idea that elementals tend to have personality attributes that sort of um, embody or reflect their element. Yeah, smart, smarter than your average humanoid, uh, certainly, but with the temperament of and the the will of literally the nature that it embodies. Love that for them. I still want to pet it. You're muted, Jack. We know, Scouts. Hmm? There's also the concern that just being near the thing might be hazardous to our health. Well, weren't we in it before? No, like near the actual embodiment of it. Like, if we get near that snake, it might not even be aggressive to us, but just by being near it, we might be in danger. Ah. Well, we don't have to. Again, we can just avoid it. But if, you know, I think if we got close to it, I don't think it would blizzard us right off the bat. Just need line of sight and I can try to communicate with it. Um, I'm not what am I talking about? You, you should absolutely try. Turn, turn to Titania. Do you speak primordial as well? No. um, I don't. I... This speak Sylvan and Druidic. I can leave a note for it, basically. Um, Grumman kind of raises his hand in the background. Oh. Yes. I, uh, I picked up a bit here and there. I could probably talk to it. Picked up a bit. He speaks literally every language. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we're concerned about their safety, um, I could send it a message uh, asking if we could asking for safe passage at the very least and its answer would give us a, an idea of how receptive it would be to communication like that I that's guess. a thought mm-hmm. alright So we'll keep an eye out, and then Ithram. Yeah, I can go hang out at the door and wait for it to to see if it snakes through the border again before the the spell wears off. Sounds good. And just be careful. I'll stay with you just in case we have an opportunity for more conversation. I'll split my time between that and cooking up your friend's rat. I will stay with you as well. All right, uh, but when the storm starts coming back, get back inside. We don't need you freezing out there. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, just going to go hang out at the door, wait to see if it snakes through again, and just, is there any other question 
besides or any other statements we want to make in the initial message besides requesting safe passage to this area to the north let's not let's not stop asking for help immediately let's introduce ourselves and just try and we could ask it if it noticed anything any negative energy um If, if you want. Elementals aren't necessarily political creatures, but it really doesn't matter who you're talking to. You don't really want to introduce yourself as someone vastly more powerful than you as an individual and start asking questions that it might not want to answer or making demands of it. I think just starting with introducing ourselves and asking if we are safe to pass would be ideal. Be where it goes from there. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Seems appropriately respectful, cautious. I like it. Write down a little speech. <laughs> to whom it may concern. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, but yeah, he'll hang out until that happens. Uh, if anybody wants to do anything else. I want to cook the rat. <laughs> Are you going to make ratatouille? No. <laughs> There's no rat in it. Um, no, he will. Maybe the way you make and it. So, before Ithram steps out, uh, Shikar wants his half uh, charred. Just absolutely charred, because he's a fire ele- elemental. Okay, uh, alright. So, all right. yeah. yeah. So, he will, he will um, skin it, clean it, um, divide it up bilaterally. Because uh, he doesn't know which parts Jakar likes the best, um, and we'll um, grill one half and just charbroil the other half, and give it. Uh, and we'll while that's while that's cooking, he's gonna make a um, like a pepper and mango sauce for it to to kind of glaze it. And we'll ask Shakar if he wants that on there. Sure. Okay. All right. So it, it will have a real blackened, caramelized glaze burnt onto the half for Shakar. I was going to say, yeah, it makes it blackened. <laughs> How do you like your rat? Crunchy. Yeah. <laughs> the crust of the earth. <laughs> Crunchy. Oh, and you're a fire elemental bird. Alright, so, you are hanging out the window, basically, keeping an eye out. Mm-hmm. After about an hour, you see movement on the edge of the storm. And, okay. once again, this massive lung dragon-esque serpent head pokes out of the storm. Rotates and twists, spirals back around, and then back into the blizzard. Okay. As it goes back into the blizzard, um, I'm going to send, I'm going to cast Sending. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just counting out the words real quick. What was the name of your of your first bird? 
Good for him? Mal. Mal? Okay. Yeah. Mal Hagar. Mal Hugger. Mm-hmm. He was a bad hugger. <laughs> the word limit is so fun. Twenty five words. And finding myself accidentally counting syllables. When they have to use that spell. Alright, it's twenty it's twenty one words. So I got four extra. Alright. Um Add some I'll, emojis. Yeah. Yeah. Be thumbs up and smiley faces. Snowflake heart. Yeah, snowflake heart heart hug. Uh-huh. Okay, hey, Light, lightning bolt. emoji. What hug emoji? <laughs> uh, yeah, so cast, cast sending and the message is Greetings, Maelstrom of the North. I come as a representative of the Steel Hearts and we, we seek safe passage through your storm. May we continue? And this is in Primordial, assumedly. Yes, yeah. yes, this is in Primordial. Back in Primordial, you hear. It has been some time since I entreated with supplicants. Your name You're really going to make you burn those sendings, aren't they? <laughs> and we're resting, so... This, this is a collect call. He doesn't know you're casting sending. Yeah. And, I mean, you've seen him now, so you can just sending to him anyway. From yeah. These sendings cost me 89 cents per word, <laughs> sir. I have a shit plan right now. <laughs> I don't got rollover. <laughs> uh... Uh, so yeah, I'll turn back and say, uh, "Good news. Um, it is receptive to communication. Uh, don't know how to take this news. Uh, may expect us to be some form of supplicant to it. It I mean, may require some form of." That's sort of a thing that's payments. That's sort of a thing to be expected with ancient and powerful creatures. They sort of see everything that's smaller than them as supplicant to them. In a lot of in a lot of situations. So treat it as it goes and we'll handle it as it comes. Alright. Do you have an idea of what this payment would be? So far he's just asking my name. Or it's just asking my name. Alright. Uh so yeah, I will use another sending and 
let's say, uh, I am known as Ithram. Uh, what may we call you? And if you speak out loud, I will still be able to hear you. You get a sense of amusement back uh, yeah. along with his words as if just... the fact that you could hear would be able to hear him if he chose to speak out loud was obvious. Well, Ithra, you speak with Yokulamor, elemental lord of the north wind and ruler of Isfeld. Traditionally, those who entreat offer dinner. And I'll get that spelling in chat momentarily. Yes, thank you. I'm glad I'm I spelled it the same way, Jack. <laughs> I I do it I do it phonetically by yeah. pronunciation most of the time, and then I just wait for John to correct me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you actually got almost right. Yeah, just the prefix wrong. Mm-hmm. So how's it going? Uh, did it did it reply out loud or did it just? No, that was all. That was all via the sending. Okay, all right. Um, it says it said typically, it introduced itself as Yokula Moore. Uh, it is the current ruler of Eastfeld, is proclaimed. Um, I'm not going to argue. <laughs> Good plan. Uh, but it said typically when entreating the ruler, uh, dinner is offered. Uh, I'm oh. going to rack my brain for what gonna say. ancient elements. <laughs> what the elementals That's where Jen's going to. <laughs> Make well, I've got half this rat left. <laughs> this, one, this, one, this one could be in our contract. Shikar, was, Shikar knew the whole time. This would be in our contract. Yeah. It tends I mean, every set every setting 21. is different, but it tends to be rare for elementals to literally just eat people because if they're not just angry at them. All four of you instantly know elementals don't eat. Yeah, that's when Though to be fair, again, elder elementals break rules. Um Ithram you do know he said he didn't say food or sacrifice. Yeah, he said dinner. He said dinner, which has additional implications beyond food. Yeah, which is like a a welcome meeting and a like ceremony rather than like just food. 
invite yeah, him I can, inside. I can Arguing cast, with family I can cast reduce on him and get him in here, and we got muffins. <laughs> I don't know if he'll fit in Vespi's chest. <laughs> if there's a will, there's oh, a way. Pretty large. It is. <laughs> That's quitter talk. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. So. <laughs> Jack has to leave now because of her <laughs> childishness. <laughs> Are we going to invite the dragon for dinner? Friends for dinner. Hide. I mean, I I'm not going to do the control weather because that's. It it won't like that probably, but I can go outside as an animal. Um. Why? And I can I can certainly get cooking. Ooh, ooh, I I can help. Uh, Scuzz brings out his would. plate. <laughs> would an elder elemental? be is there like any instance of an elemental after a certain point being able to assume more humanoid forms and travel okay okay 22 you don't know but elemental forms are by their nature inconsistent yeah. So it wouldn't be surprising if it could. This one's part blizzard, part dragon. Maybe it can also become a humanoid? It's going to make a simulacrum of itself. <laughs> it turns into a snowman. Um, Frosty the snowman is just an eldritch. An, an eldritch, <laughs> yeah. el, uh, elder blizzard. Uh, Ithram, did you... I'm so sorry. Did Ithram say earlier that his mom had spoken about um, the rituals uh, and and and... Uh, the stories about uh, elder elementals. Yeah, you would have. You would have said where he learned it from. Did Did your mom ever talk about what an elemental might mean by dinner? No, they generally, while on the material plane, they're sustained by whoever summoned them. And when they're on their own home plane, they generally do not need sustenance. Well, we've Is only used lost? we've only used two spells so far. So if this breaks into a fight, we're not completely out of options. But <laughs> the option is to run. <clears throat> Fair, but um, I think at this point it's aware of us, so yes. we might as well invite it to treat with us. Just to be clear, because I I missed part of the conversation. Um, did we ask clarification on what dinner would be to him? Not yet. I mean, you, I would definitely say ask for the clarification on that, because yes. we're not familiar with it. It's only to be expected. Would it be considered impolite to ask for clarification? Uh, it depends on how you word it. Um, 
You want to word this question, Deldit? I'm not. <laughs> don't go. Right. With, don't don't approach and say, "Hey, what the fuck, Skinner, asshole?" You want chicken nuggets or what? <laughs> chicken nuggies and chalky milk. <laughs> I would not ask it if it enjoyed wrapped. Sin, Sin, he does want the dino nugget. <laughs> um. <coughs> It's very difficult to word this kind of thing to a very large elemental. Um, We're unfamiliar with the... with what one such as yourself might partake as dinner, but we are happy to treat with you if you would like to join us. Okay. Do you have any favorite dishes? It's your idea of entertainment. One second. Ooh, uh, tell him it would be an honor to prepare his favorite meal. Yes. That is weird. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll cast sending and repeat that. Uh, which what? One? Which version? Um, what? Uh, sorry. Uh, hang on. Sorry, I had a brain fart. No worries. Big steak causes brain problems. <laughs> so, I have... I have 18 word message so far. Um... I'll run it by the group before send it. Um, we would be honored to treat the ruler of Eastfeld to dinner. What would be your preferred offering? And that's, I have seven words to spare. That sounds perfect. Mm -hmm. That is the message I send. Uh, do you have a lie on Rhymeworm? What? No matter. When I knock, answer. All right, I will relay that. I'll head back inside. They are going to knock soon. Does anybody know what rhyme worm is? <laughs> rhyme worm. I mean, 
based oh, on the man. sound. It's a snow worm. Can I? Also from an elemental. So is that nature? Yeah, nature. Nature. I'll try it again. I've not succeeded on any nature roll so far, but maybe eleven. One. I mean, it's not like you're. It's, it's not like you're playing a class that's oriented towards nature or anything. Uh, it's fine. I got an eighteen that time. Yes, uh, nine. I got a five. I got a. My six. nature luck continues. They're probably some sort five. of poetry worm. <laughs> you can't help it, Jeremy. It's in your nature. I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah, you did good. Proud of you. <laughs> um, so only single digits. You did bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> Whiteberg, settle down. Ithram and Titania. Yeah. You both know. Uh. Uh, Ithram, you, you sort of ask the question and then you think about it and you do that thing where it's like, oh wait, no, I know this. Um, rhyme worms are uh, um, large uh, elemental beings, but not 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 the same kind of an elemental like what the the elemental lord would be. Um, they are basically big ice slugs that burrow into ice and and sort of exist in, in, in particularly Arctic tundra Arctic climates like this one. Um, they're kept by they're typically known to be kept by frost giants as like pets or guards. Okay. So they're like big earthworms for tundras. Massive earth. Hmm? I mean I would say they're the snow version of sandworms, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh no, no. They're much more they're much more like um Worms kind of a misnomer. They're really they really look more like leeches or slugs. Okay. But big and made of ice. They they have flesh. Ah, they exist in ice. E- Eastern Plagueland style. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any outside? Not as far as you know. Okay. Do we need to go out and walk on the tundra in a rhythmic pattern? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he said he asked that as sort of a joke, and then said, "No matter." Yes. So, okay, we 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 might be getting in the weeds a little bit on this if, one. Then, yes, if we're ever here again, we'll keep it in my back pocket as some inside knowledge. So, what do you all do in preparation for your? Dinner guest? I suppose if you made the joke about Rhyme Worm, elementally ice attuned food, if we have any of it, would probably be a good offering of some sort. We have the we have the bay here. It's 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 more electrical in nature, but it is sort of storm like. He did? Exhibit sort of lightning characteristics, I think, a bit. Yes, right. Storm E. Uh, oh, we saw. You can have you can have lightning in in a snowstorm. Um, you want to see if I can summon a a snow E feast with my plate? I mean, you can certainly try. And yes, but here meat would probably be the closest thing we've got to something good. Air and uh, I don't cold think it's been long typically. enough for the plate to be ready again. When's the last time we used it? Like two days ago. Oh. Not even All right, it, was it does not feel like two days. A it day did ago, not feel like... actually, because it was before <laughs> it... the... I was going to say, it was, yeah, it was last night. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, yeah. I'm going to spend... Yesterday, you you went to the Titan's head, snuck past the war outside it, fought through the Guardians on the seal, teleported to Mage King Kestrel, fought Mage King Kestrel, fought the Dread Titan Madiri, won, then rested, and now it's the next day. This guy literally tries to pull out his day. plate, and he tries to open it, and he's like, it's not working. And then someone's like, yeah, Scuzz, it like, you need to wait, like, a week. And he's like, it hasn't been a week. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, air, air and cold are not necessarily opposed elements, so Behir meat would likely be a good offering if we have nothing ice-aligned. Well, I, I'll, I'll do it as a ceviche, then. Get it as cold as I can. Um, a gazpacho. <laughs> um... And I will start prepping a prepping a meal kind of around that concept. So yeah, so sort of a, a over ice uh, with uh, citrus juice to cook it at, which I think will give it a real a real bite along with the uh, the electrical nature of the meat. Right. How is this cottage heated? Naturally, magic. That down. There's I, always, I always a fire I, in the fireplace. I, I believe the I believe the description was that it is always the perfect temperature for you as an individual. Oh, okay, never mind yeah. then. It's always the perfect temperature for you to be comfortable. Uh, and I get advantage advantage on cooking in here, right? Yes. Advance on any on any chef's tools check that you make. Twenty six. I don't know. Uh, not only do you make uh, exceptionally good uh, bear hair meat, if any of you eat it using the rest of the bear hair meat, um, in addition to the uh, D6 extra lightning damage you do on melee attacks, um, you also uh, have resistance to lightning damage. Nice, but let's let the elemental get its fill before <laughs> any of us have any of it. <laughs> Um, did Is we it... want to try to learn anything else about uh, if the opportunity war? arises to glean any extra information we can take it but let's not be impolite no I mean before he, before they arrive do we want to dress up nice uh, do you I can, yes. I you can have the capacity stop. to legend lore this creature yes that I have might one, be helpful. I have one last expense of materials. And you can get more from the griffin pouch if you need it. Yes. Um, then yeah, I'll spend one minute swapping out sending for legend lore, and then ten minutes casting legend lore with Yakulamore as the object. Oh, or the focus of the spell. Alright. You succeed. Um, while this is happening, while Grumman is cooking, mm-hmm. still because it's going to take Grumman a little while to, to finish that that meal yeah. there. Um, Yakuramor, uh, you learn is an ancient, an ancient elemental, um, not just elder, ancient, um, who has lived in Isfeld for years, uncounting. Um, typically revered by the uh, 
by the uh, uh, nomadic cultures that live that make their living within Icefeld. Um, whenever his blizzard rolls by, it's typically seen as a um, basically a holiday in a certain instance where you're not going to go out and work. So you might as well have feasts and festivals, and it seems that within these festivals is where Yokulumor uh, uh, sort of found his interest. Um, uh, it is said that Yokulumor will uh, wander amongst feast halls uh, of the various tribes of northern Eastfeld, um, partaking of dinner and entertainment and fine company, and in exchange for... Uh, an entertaining evening will offer various blessings or assistance or knowledge, depending on what uh, what is sought. Yakulamur um, is referred to by the local populace as both the Lord of the North Wind uh, and also uh, the Wise Man of the Blizzard. Um... Uh, I'm trying to think of all the things that legend lore gives you. You can throw it up in chat if you want to. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, it was the wise man of the wizard. And, or wise lizard, man of the blizzard. Blizzard. Wizard, lizard, blizzard. Uh, and Whatever you do, the... please do not call him the wise, the wise man of the lizard. <laughs> Don't do it, Baron. I support doing it. King, King, King Blizzard and the Wizard Lizard. <laughs> yes. Um. My favorite children's book. We baked you this banger, Blizzard. <laughs> and common wisdom of Eastfeld is uh, be respectful, be kind. Um, Dress warm? Like a. a, a like unto a blizzard, if you if you do not if you disrespect the Lord of the North Wind, uh, you may find yourself and your uh, land and holdings uh, buried under several several dozen feet of snow and ice. And he might just kill you, but you know who knows. Scuzz, do you want a bow tie? I can tie a mean bow tie. Um. <clears throat> Dress up. Yes. Okay. Give Scott's like the most enormous bow tie that just stretches out to here. <laughs> Absolutely. I love Titania's non sequiturs. She's like, it's like, <laughs> he might just kill you. Scott, do you want a bow tie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scott is also like frantically making Titania the most like Persephone esque flower crown ever. Excellent. Okay. Ken's going to go upstairs and get changed into something a bit more formal. Hmm? I'll put on a clean apron. Vespia will likewise go upstairs and change into one of her nicer dresses. So we'll see. <gasps> a little black dress. Sorry, yeah, no, as you know. <laughs> no, I was just yeah, yeah. I was no. just talking about Spice World and and Posh Spice's little black dresses, and that's all I can think about now. <laughs> and no, Gent, Gent comes back out wearing something that Titania and Valdeth probably haven't seen him in in the better part of two years. He's because he's been adventuring the entire time, but yeah, no, it's it's his old housemanar uh, formal wear. He's, Valdeth will go. He's ready on, for a party, basically. Yeah. Val Valdeth, Valdeth will go put on the accoutrement of the of the Jarl of House Stonebeard. Yep. 
does goes around snapping. I'm sorry, no, she's clean. the Thane now. Of the Thane of House Stonebeard. Yeah. No dust, mm-hmm. no dust, no dust. No yeah, no, it comes, it's got the double-breasted jacket, cut pants, you know, the fancy boots, all that sort of shit. He's apparently hauled it around with him this whole time. There's a couple creases in there that could use an iron, but we don't have one of those. Iron it out. Uh, vegetation, <laughs> iron it out. The, uh, 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 of, of note, because Valva's been gone for a while, uh, and this is the first time anyone would have seen her in the garb of a thane of House Stonebeard, because she doesn't wear it normally. Um... The Thane's garb is a combination of ceremonial armor and also like highly ornamented, um, like not quite robe, but not quite just like leather. It's sort of extensive tabard that like rests around like mid knee and then these very like well worked gold and, and silver. Um, like metal armbands and gloves, uh, with a circlet with uh with a with a violet gem set in the in the forehead, um, and the the tabard has the the clenched fist of Stonebeard on the on the sun on the front of it. Valdez, would you like a shine? <laughs> if you don't mind, shine. You wear it quite well, love. Does anyone want their house their house their hair greased back? <laughs> Vesvia has done her hair up and Again, some elaborate. Kind of tucks his hair behind his ear and looks mildly affronted. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can. I, I think I'm out with my pomade. I could go for a good greasing. Sorry, says pulls out butter, but then I forget that he has the actual spell grease. <laughs> We're not using that though. <laughs> Cast grease on your hair. <laughs> Much grease. Uh, look, that'd for be, some people, that bad. is the. No, for some people, that is the proper amount of grease to use for hair. Well, so. It's very bad considering that Grumman, Craig work, Grumman works in the kitchen. Right. Grumman starts singing Summer Lovin' for no reason. <laughs> is anyone else doing anything particular to prepare? Oh my god. Grease in the hair, cooking beer meat. It's grease lightning. Let's go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ooh, grease lightning. Which, which <clears throat> just with much less John Travolta. As is reasonable. Alright. So, Grabman finishes cooking. The rest of you finish your preparations. As at mm-hmm. roughly that time, you notice that you can't see anything outside the windows anymore. This is fine. Looks like our company might be getting here. It looks like, based on the light that you have in, from inside... That <clears throat> just snow has piled up high enough that it's blocked out the, all the windows. And if any of you go up to the second floor and look out, it's actually blocked out the windows on the second floor, too. It's fine. Oh, no, how is our guest going to get in? Is, is he going to fit inside? I mean, supposedly, if if, if yes. relayed the legend lore. Yeah, yeah, he would. Suppos- supposedly, he wanders the feast halls of the of the native tribes, and I don't know that they build them large enough for a miles long dragon. So presumably, he can change his form. And then there is a. I hope so. On the door. If I'm the one who's spoken to him, would you like to yes. get the door? Yes, I will. I'll go over and I'll get the door. All right. You open the door, and standing just tall enough that he has to duck to get inside. As a rhyme-encrusted humanoid 
uh, with wild spiky hair and a beard with a fairly gaunt-looking physique, pale skin, these sort of crystalline blue eyes uh, that sort of regards everyone around with the same image that an eagle would look at a mouse. Um, Though with less... No malice, just the understanding that could eat you at any point in time. Um, with a with sort of a spear made entirely of ice in one hand, uh, and what looks like a large dead slug hanging over its shoulder, it has bits of ice encrusted on it. Oh, you brought one. Leans in, looks around. Well. There are more of you than I expected, but no matter. I brought this in case you didn't have a line on it. And he sort of steps in. Uh, he sort of actually waits to be invited in. Yeah. Does he speak that in common, by the way? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, I will welcome him or welcome them in uh, motion for him to take a step inside and please come in. He steps in and you can all sort of see that he's wearing what looks like um, uh, uh, looks like fairly um, uh, utilitarian um, hide trousers, some leather boots with some decay with some sort of serpentine um, in, uh, 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 styling to it. Um, a leather pauldron on one shoulder with straps that go across a bare chest that contains more of this sort of uh, uh, rhyme-covered blue, um, sort of bluish-colored hair. Um, big fur cloak hanging down the back with uh, uh, um, what looks like a um, what looks like some sort of large tusk of some kind uh, uh, over one shoulder. Um, Steps in. Every step, even though he seems fairly... He he is is very much contained. Each step just about reverberates the house. As he steps in. Reaches over, sort of like slings this slug off of his shoulder. Hand and sort of indicates it towards the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> we made we made something of our own for you, but it, but yes. our talented chef will prepare something excellent for that. Grum, yeah, um, Grumman has rushed forward to grab the rhyme worm, uh, and is already looking over and it's dashing heavy. off. Of it. It's heavy. Um, you imagine okay, this? And, you imagine there's probably a good four hundred pounds of meat on this thing. He is coming over. I, yeah, I think he probably will need a hand with that. Um, uh, but we'll we'll come over with a drink in hand and exchange that if the uh, if the elemental will take it. Well, he'll take the drink. Well, that will help uh, Grumman get the get the rhyme worm into the kitchen. Great. All right. Um, he will take it over and basically like we'll start to poach. I guess kind of like a giant lobster. We'll <laughs> sort of approach it, starting to poach it and get it out of the the crusty. Uh, uh, Ice encrusted shell. Would you like assistance? Of course, of course. Um, let's see what we can make of this. Uh, the drink is um, 
like a ginger infused vodka um, with a, a, a little orange liqueur, um, a little bit of, of, of lemon juice, um, and it's um, a dash of bitters and then mixed with um, in a glass and there are snowdrops, snowdrop flowers um, uh, mixed with um, uh, like a pink salt around the uh, around the rim. Uh, Jeremy, um, are yes. you at a point where you can, if you yeah, want to describe yeah. what you look like now? So, 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 uh, Sin has come down. Uh, they're an Air Genasi. Um, they, l- they look just a little bit out of sorts. Uh, at the moment, like, quieter than usual. I think probably best. Um, they have sort of cobbled together an outfit from what they have of, of other personas. Uh, sort of a, tre- a trench coat, like a scarf, um, uh, uh, just a pair of breeches, boots, um, sort of longish hair, uh, all very, very sort of a pale blue. Um, and are just sort of keeping back for now. Staying quiet. So he sort of surveys the, the building interior. Ah, this is a marvelous cottage you have here. Hadn't noticed the construction myself. It swells the, the glass, trains it. It is, as, it is as cold as Grumman could possibly make it. Mm. Nice and warm. And he puts the Puts the glass down. Uh, a motion for motion to the table where the uh, some of the food's already set out. Um, if you'd like to take a seat, certainly. Uh, we'll say you you like put the biggest chair somewhere. Yeah. Well, so here's the thing, though. Uh, since I have spell mastery now, and the spell that I have memory or the spell that I can one of them that I can do that for now is enlarge reduce. I can just make one of the chairs bigger, more comfortable for them. Um, if it's that much of a difference. That would definitely help. Okay. Yeah, I do that. Uh, and then, and you can cast right that spell before... for free constantly. Yes. So you can make sure it's yeah. always larger. Just every, every about 45 seconds, he just goes, he just flicks his wrist and uh, it stays, stays big. So, Grumman, you are tackling this brand new, exciting ingredient you've never had a chance to work with, with a gusto. Um, with the 29 on the cooking utensils. Um, and he, yeah, he'll sit down in that massive, in that enlarged chair, which is, at that point, large enough for him to sit comfortably in it. And as he, as he walks over to it at your invitation, he sort of lets go of that, I- that spear of ice, and it just vanishes. And he sort of settles himself into the chair. Hmm. So, introductions all around. As I'm sure you've been made aware, I am Yokulamur, the Lord of the North Wind. Though, Indeed. in this form, you may call me Yokul. It is a pleasure to meet you, Yokul. My name is Valda Stonebeard, Thane of House Stonebeard of Everstone, of the Shattered Isles. 
and I am the captain of the mercenary company that you see before you, the Steelhearts, and I will let my companions introduce themselves. I'll start. Um, I am Ithrim we spoke before. Uh, I am mage in service of the, the Steelhearts and a member of the Duskreach Legion to the south. Far mm. south. Desolation. Correct. Go ahead. Titania Valkorian. Uh, Druid of the Circle of Grim Harvest out of Taram and former princess. I've met a Valkorian before. Oh, which one? Charming woman. Brava, I believe. Oh, yeah, it's my grandmother. Maybe. <sighs> could could have been... Depends on how long ago that was. Nice to meet you. It's been some time. Aura, nice to meet you. Little nods towards you. I am Vespia, a friend of the Steelhearts, and a seeker for the True Library. Hmm... Venturing far outside the astral plane. Yes. Against the last person who isn't in the kitchen right now. Oh, that's right. We've got other people in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm Ghent, last heir of the fallen house of Minar of Taram. Minar. I've heard that name before. Can't place it, though. We have ancestry going back to ancient core. Hmm. It's been quite a while. I'll look over towards because the, the kitchen's like in the the kitchen is visible from the from where he's at. So he'll he'll turn and look okay. into the kitchen. So I guess Grumman will sort of lean around the one of the the posts or something just to associate a face with the with the voice and say, "Nice to meet you, Grumman Billmender, uh, tavern keeper, retired." Uh, and he, I, I will say that in, I mean, as much of it is not just his name, he'll say that in, uh, I guess, Baron, uh, whatever whatever dialect of primordial it sounds like he speaks. Yeah, he, he's been speaking in common this whole time. Okay. Um, so you haven't, you haven't heard him speak in Primordial yet? I'll take a shot, I guess, and do uh, Primordial with a little bit of a RN lilt. Sure. He'll nod. How good is your RN accent? This guy's is. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Do that flavor text. Do it. No, it's like, it's like tourism book. You get the sense he knows how to ask uh, Air Elementals where the bathroom is. Kind of <laughs> Habla español. Scuzz's <laughs> uh, head pops literally out like underneath Grumman's uh, and just like, uh, Scuzz's old buckets um, from Bucket Street. Nice to meet you, sir. 
That's a handsome bow tie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, uh, all goblins are named after the street they're born on. Oh, thank you. My um, my friend Titania made it for me. She's uh the greatest. Everybody here is really great. Please don't eat us. Okay. And Scuzz tucks back <laughs> in. I really thought Scuzz was gonna be like, she's that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she, she already did her introduction. I don't, I don't need know to do her introduction for attention. her. Oh, and, um, uh, uh, <laughs> why am I forgetting? Alana's character's name. Yeah, yeah Annabella. 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 Annabella, will, yeah. Annabella will introduce herself. My name's Annabella. Don't forget. Sorry, that's not like, at all how she would do it. Um, he does 100% have, in the kitchen with us, though. Yeah. He does Probably. have a... Uh, it's, it's the head that pops out above Grumman's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so he exactly. has a full three-stack image. Scooby-Doo uh, yes. he, trifecta. He seems vaguely amused at the, at the insinuation that he might eat the group of you. Um... As a small, it's not unlikely that things have tried to eat him before. <laughs> For uh, lesser, <laughs> Grummond, as you're cooking the with the, the twenty nine again, um, you're cooking the rhyme worm. You're you're finding that it's there's actually as as heavy as it is. It seems like a lot of that mass is sort of frozen, like is ice internalized, um, either from just its nature or. Um, whatever it's uh, 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 from its habitat. But um, as you're sort of like boiling away the ice to try to get at the actual meat, um, it seems, this seems much more like a um, the meat is very, 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 very tender. It's not uh, it's not um, yeah, it's, it's, it's once you actually get to it, it seems very, very soft, almost like it just sort of pe- could peel away. So you feel like you probably have to cook it very lightly, not using mm-hmm. a whole lot of heat, not using a whole lot of uh, uh, oil or additions. The, the large amount of the flavor on this is going to be in how you prepare it, uh, sort of basically how you prepare it and what you prepare it with, um, <clears throat> because the meat itself is going to be very, very light. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was going to probably like, poach it or parboil it to start almost like uh mm-hmm. a, a, am i am i wrong in thinking that it's that it's almost like a scallop or um lobster type consistency um much more yeah much more closer to like a scallop yeah as far as consistency goes okay well we got a lot of that good yak butter um so we'll put that to use um and I think go go for a little a little in the way of heat here, not I mean flavor heat, spiced heat, not not temperature heat per se. Yeah. You do get the sense um, that yeah, like I said, if if you if you heat this meat too much, it'll probably just evaporate. Right, right. It's like Wagyu. Yeah. So more more of a more of a sear on the outside just to stop it from falling apart. Yeah. And then let it let it stay as is. And then um, it's probably even the, the parboiling and the poaching in a well seasoned pot of water. Yeah. In, in terms of meat, you make it blue, which is appropriate for the situation. <laughs> right. Uh. So, as the food is as the food has already been set out, and he's sat at the table. Did the rest of you that aren't cooking take seats at the table as well? Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. will stay standing to continue to bring drinks and plates and things like that. Just sits down. <clears throat> he will 
he doesn't have sleeves to speak of, just these large, gnarled, mus- muscled uh, uh, arms. And it sort of rests on the on the on the table in front of him, leans forward, very, very unformal. Um, as you look at it, aside from like the wild man hair, he looks very much. He looks almost like a Goliath, uh, as far as you all are concerned. Like sort of, uh, uh, like humanoid, like like almost like if you if you took a frost giant and shrunk it down, mm-hmm. okay. uh, kind of physique. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, so was someone trying to say something? No. Okay. Um. And so he'll lean forward and look at the group of you. Well, the reaches forward, pulls a plate. As he pulls a plate, he'll sort of manifest a uh, a, a fork and knife out of ice and begins to eat the food in front of him that's been prepared. So, you wish to pass through my lands, of course. The lands of Eastfeld are themselves difficult, but you've made it so far on your own. I suspect... Some of you have questions for me. Information you'd like to gather. Am I far off the mark? No, that's all. I think that's a fair bet to say. Well then. Dinner has commenced. Conversation to be had. Ask your questions. How old are you? Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> I spawn off of a glacier in the elemental plane of ice. Before this material plane had formed for its current iteration. So you gotta chip off the old iceberg. (laughs) Something like that. During this conversation, Ghent is mostly going to be watching Nicole, uh see if he can start to get some insight into his bent, what sort of things catch his humor or interest specifically, what sort of things he might be opposed to or find himself in opposition against, yeah. things like that. Mm. Vibe check, kinda. Vibe check. Slash motivation. <laughs> I mean, inside check. That as well. This guy's turns to Valdeth. Meanwhile, okay, I warmed him up for you. I <laughs> say, Valdeth, well, Valdeth will ask the will ask the question that's probably the most obvious one. Are you at all familiar with our destination, perhaps? The ancient lichyard to the northeast on the coast? Hmm. Yes. I'm familiar with all the lands of Yusfeld. You go to a place where death once reigned, and to an extent continues to. I'm assuming assuming these insight checks are being made for, like, information gathering during the conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Over over the course. (laughs) Jeremy. Uh, I literally just said I imagine that would be the case. We go there to investigate 
a warning we received of a grave threat who left a scar there. Would you know much of that event? An apocalyptic one, really. I recall that mage in his tower venturing forth some time ago and then returning more injured than before. I'm afraid I don't pay attention much to the conflicts therein of beings such as he is. Stories are less interesting to me. I imagine they would be rather dry. Yes, why would you? Hmm. But, while we ask information of you, would you like us to regale you with tales of our own adventures, perhaps? Please do. One-sided conversations are dreadfully boring, wouldn't you agree? Indeed. Any any good conversation over a feast should walk a myriad of topics. Indeed. Do you want to see me turn into a ghost? <laughs> yes, actually. I'm so sorry. The party Valda, did you actually want to do something m- much more like sensible for dinner before I pulled this out? I mean, you're welcome to do your thing, but I was just going... I was going to tell stories and ask questions, so... Nikki actually just felt really bad for stepping over William doing something cool with his character, so if you actually want to do that first before Scuzz does his dumb, dumb thing, please, please do your thing first. Uh, um, please be cool to this dragon dude before Scuzz ruins it. Uh, but yeah, I'm Valdeth will in her traditional fashion sort of tell stories of the adventures of the Steelhearts from its founding as a small mercenary group in Tehram to the various levels of existential threat that they have that they have battled over the course of their adventures from quelling a, a demon incursion that was plaguing her own home city to uh, the the ancient bones of a fallen titan, etc., etc., sort of telling a, an aggrandized doesn't really have to exaggerate a lot because their story is legitimately insane. Um, uh, history of the Steel Hearts, basically. Um, For flavor, Scuzz turns into a ghost. There's an attempt at a dramatic soundtrack from Grumman with with drums. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a either performance or persuasion. About death. Alright. Um would my uh code of honor apply in this? Yes. Cool. So I get and and could Valdeth have advantage because of the awesome soundtrack and the cool special effects provided by Scuds? Uh Code of Honor already gives them advantage. Okay. You said Double either advantage. persuasion or performance? Yeah. Okay, I'll go with persuasion because I'm actually proficient in that. 22. 222. Roll 20, get your shit together. So, for those that rolled insight, 
We'll start with Ghent. Um, as the conversation goes on, you sort of get a... He seems to be a very active listener. He seems to be interested in what's what's going on. Um, you are having a rough time reading him. Um, and it's not that he's being deceptive to any degree, so much as it is he is such an alien entity to the people that you are used to reading that you have no idea what any of it means. He's literally an elemental being of ice. He could be as stone-faced as he wants to be. Um, he's, it's this It's this odd, like... He's talks, he talks in a jovial manner, but has a serious look on his face and a growl in his voice. Like, he has that look, that look in his eyes like you are all prey, but he does not address any of you in any disrespectful manner. Um, it's very... It's, it's odd and very difficult to read. Um, because I feel that. like I feel like Ghent has probably met like some either active or current or former military personnel at parties in Taram who had a similar demeanor. This one's just dialed up to like a twelve, kind of. Except yeah. that, mm-hmm. except that, for as far as you can tell, the demeanor is backwards. Like it's a like right. you've seen this mm-hmm. demeanor before but the people that have it are angry or grumpy or serious and he doesn't seem to be grumpy or angry at least um, just the way his face looks but he looks like he might be he has resting um, blizzard face <laughs> resting blizzard face um uh Titania with a natural 20 yeah um as potentially it's the the staff the Nimbus staff, uh, Scythe now uh, as it is, um, that's sort of giving you this little bit of extra insight into what's otherwise a completely unreadable individual. Um, but you get the sense that he has no sense of mortal time scale or mortality in the first place. He seems amused by things that would be terrifying. Like he seems interested in things that people are that would would normally be, you know, uh, averse to. He like he he laughs at the wrong parts of the jokes, and he he like he he genuinely seems to be having a good time, and seems to have come here looking for entertainment, effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the sense of a social engagement as opposed to, I want to hire a bard kind of thing. Um, you get the sense that he has a very interest, a, a very uh, earnest interest in mortals, but has no ability to comprehend mortality or mortals on a, on a grand scale. Ancient um, dragon holding up a pile of humans. I just think they're neat. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Um... And he seems genuine. He is not like you haven't you haven't as much as the face is like you know a, a little bit like aggressive, sat. You haven't gotten a single you haven't, you haven't gotten an ounce of deceptiveness coming off of him so far. Okay, all right. She's not gonna do anything with that right now because um, Grumman's got his question to ask about the glacier, and I think uh. Ingvar, uh, we we still have telepathy. Wrong game. 
Oh wait, it's, uh, damn it! Yeah, <laughs> um, that was bound to happen at least once. Um, <clears throat> no, the Valda, telepathic uh, bond only lasts. We still now. have. Do we still have it? No, uh, it was for the first hour of travel. That's right. Yeah, never mind. Unless, um, unless while we were waiting for him, uh, at some point in the while we were waiting for him, it was like, hey, we might want to keep this. Because it, it takes 10 minutes. I think Valdeth would have objected to that because that would have been something that would have seemed deceptive to as a host. It would have been impolite. Okay. That's yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, she She's just going to kind of like... Uh, I'm assuming that Valdeth is, is going to ask about the... Well, you already did. Um, So she's actually going to... Um, is Grumman still like fearing stuff back and forth or is he finally... Can't sat down. Otherwise, I'm going to grab him and make him like sit at the table and enjoy this magnificent food you've made. You're muted, Craig. He's sort of like uh, leaning against a sideboard. I mean, he, he you know he's kind of on his feet, uh, just but he seems comfortable. Okay. When like Valdeth is um getting to the at like up to the current point or like wrapping up that story uh it's like getting to the and thus here we are end of the story yeah. um it's going to lean over to grumman and like nudge you um ask him about the i think he'll be interested even if he doesn't know oh hey, that's a good idea thanks Titania. i'll refill Titania's drink Um, so, is this that time? Yeah, it's about probably about now-ish. Okay. Well, if 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 he if if it's a natural lull in the conversation, Carmen sort of looking around, seeing if anybody else is going to ask anything, or if um, our guest is, you know has a follow up question or anything. But whenever there is a break, Carmen uh, will say. I did have another question, sort of in your area of expertise, if I might. Please, ask away. As I mentioned, I'm retired, but I still have an avid interest in uh, making drinks and exploring new sorts of food, cuisine, and their effects and so forth. And um, I had an idea, something of an old recipe I came across, um, but it calls for something called Everice off of the Everglacier, and uh, neither of those is anything I'd ever heard of. So I thought uh, something having to do with, with ice, you seem like you might be the foremost authority on it. Interesting. It's an odd request. Oh, I'm an odd dwarf. The Everglacier... I believe part of it pokes into this reality somewhere in the south. Well, the Everglacier is another word or another term for the great expanse of ice that the elemental plane of ice is formed from, my home. The, 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 the same one from which you, uh, you split, then? Indeed, the same fissure from which I form. In a sense, he says as he holds up that uh, 
fork and knife made of ice that he has. Mm-hmm. The very same ice that I call. So ever ice would be elemental ice from that region of the elemental plane. It sort of reaches a hand across the table, and it seems impossibly long because it reaches all the way over to where Grummond is and places a fork down in front of him and then comes back to where he is sitting. Oh, that's mighty kind of you. Grumman will reach into his pocket, uh, pull out a handkerchief, and say, I'm assuming this is the sort of thing probably don't want to be touching with my bare hands, eh? Oh. <laughs> he's sort of like, he looks like he's considering, he's trying to consider exactly how cold it is for mortal touch. I'm not certain. Put your thing. hand. Sorry, then. Unconcentrated liquid nitrogen. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, um, just, just. Uh, I, I, I hope you'll excuse my caution, then. I'm very grateful for your for for this, and uh, don't want to harm it or myself, if you understand. And we'll uh, pick it up with the, uh, you, you know, not touching flesh to it, but we'll pick it up. And it's um, cold. It's really cold. Like you, for for a moment, like that that war- relatively warm temperature that the room is is that for you, drops a little bit. Okay, um, I, Grumman will say, "Excuse me, just a moment." And I'll scurry off towards the kitchen and put it in my ever ice box. Uh, a trivial trinket, if nothing else. Glad to be. Oh, it's very much appreciated. Well, you steel hearts have come a long way. We've got yet further to go. Many ancient weapons to find to combat the ancient threats we face. I'm always interested in the tales of adventurers. There's always so much. Get up and go. Always in a rush to get everywhere. Has Galadir been mentioned in front of this guy yet? I mean, he mentioned Galadir. He mentioned Galadir. Okay, right. Okay. Uh, Do we get get any particular vibe off of that? He referenced Galadir as that wizard in a tower. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Fairly nice. (laughs) Compared to how most people describe him. (laughs) He seems relatively indifferent to Galadir, so... I mean, in fairness, it's not like he had extensive conversations <laughs> or even probably a single word once that happens the opinion starts to yeah it does not it does does not strike you that he has had any conversation at all with Galadir yeah Galadir okay. has never mentioned him so like think about it if you just say hey I know a wizard named Galadir then okay he starts right. at sort of at this point then he says his first word and it starts going <laughs> <laughs> Do you recall earlier on in the campaign, Relnor didn't want to say his name because he bugs him. This <laughs> <laughs> Galadir just pops into Relnor's head every time Relnor says his name. I oh! love that. I, oh, you I, lo- I love me. that. I have played the only character in this setting that seems to have even remotely positive feelings towards Galadir. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Sin has 
somewhat positive. <laughs> That's fair. Power source, man. <laughs> we belong to a very exclusive club, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> to be fair, um, uh, Gashkar didn't really have an issue with Galadir either. It's something about this, something about your family. Yep. The funniest part of it, like, I typically play the the characters that hate Galadir the most. Yep. Which is why I made Sim. <laughs> to balance this out a little. If I remember correctly, I believe it was literally on a dare almost to make a pro Galadir character. To make a warlock of Galadir specifically. I had mentioned I had mentioned that technically Galadir is powerful enough to be considered a warlock patron. Yes. And that was really all it took. Yep. <laughs> Vespia has yet to meet Galadir. Yeah. Grumman has not met him yet either. It's like the one person that Grumman is just abjectly rude to. <laughs> Ooh. I wanted to. Uh, participate in any of the adventures you'd heard about? Hmm. He looks ponderously for a moment. Then again, everything he does is ponderous, so... Mm -hmm. Mm. Even just a little bit. I will admit the... idea is something of an interest of mine, but... most of you move far too quickly for me. Everything is too important, too urgent. Don't know if I can muster up that urgency. I imagine as an immortal being of the elemental plane of ice, the world moves at a different pace. And it does. The... Relative gate of a glacier along land. Inevitable, but slow. I'm curious. You seem like you've seen many, many years. Would you know? Of any of these ancient weapons that we've told in this tale that we're searching for. He thinks for a minute. I do recall. We make a roll for him. Where's your notes? Here. <laughs> I do recall a time when 
bladesmiths forge weapons of power. Uh, I've heard tale of an entity the other side of the world from me. Uh, what you mortals refer to as use curva, I believe. Was a beast of legend described as immortal, slain somewhere in the north of there. I do not know where, but stories of the battle refer to a, a hero wielding a blade. Black of blade, but blood red of edge. The flower or hilt. Apparently, it was used to rim to kill that immortal creature. If I recall correctly. Thank you for that information. Of course. And I thank you for the lovely dinner. But I feel I've stayed over long on the ground. I must return to my store. But, as a gesture of appreciation, I will make my way south and east. And with me rides the storm. In the morning you shall find your path a bit easier. We appreciate your kindness. Thank you very much, my lord. Hmm? I hear the south is very good for your joints. <laughs> he stands and as he does that uh uh that uh that that uh chair groans as though as the pressure is lifted from it thank you for the meal grumman you are a impressive chef Ooh, I appreciate the compliment. You do a terrible job at things for long enough, it turns out you start to become all right after that. Such is the way of things, even amongst my kind. As I've... he stands, Ghent also gets to his feet and does the very polite sort of, you know, Taram nobility. The way you say goodbye to a guest whose rank exceeds yours. Hmm? I appreciate the opportunity to, to cook with a new ingredient, rhyme worm, and I'm looking forward to seeing what I can do with your great gift of the Everice. Of course. 
Should you be in the area again, please invite me for dinner. Oh, before you go, sir, uh, this guy opens his little treasure trove lock thingy, uh, and pulls out the, the, uh, top, nope. Taffy? What did, what did Grimm give him at the first session? The, Candy. Uh, yeah, saltwater taffy. Yeah, and he has his hands one, two, two. Here you go, sir, for your travels. He picks up, holds it between two fingers. Thank you, Scars. You're welcome. It was a pleasure having dinner with you, and we look forward to potentially hosting you again in the future. Nods his head. Then, rest well. Know that any creatures buried in the snow nearby are unlikely to disturb you for the evening. They tend to burrow when I am nearby. Not come up for a day or so afterwards. Good to know. He will walk towards the door, throw the candy into his mouth. Yay! Does not unwrap it. Yeah, no. <laughs> Excellent. Why would, he, why would he? Yeah, this is how you eat it. It's like just a little extra roughage. Eating a banana with the peel on. We'll push open the door. Exactly how this guy would eat a banana. <laughs> and as the Lord of the North Wind. Elemental Lord of Usfeld exits your humble abode for the evening. That's where we will leave off for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.